0: Today's r and Old School, 103.1 KISS FM. It's smells on the MIC. And ladies and gentlemen, I am honored and I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing the gentleman that's on the phone line with we'll me today. You've seen this gentleman. He is a legend in the entertainment industry, especially in our community. Uh, you remember him from WKRP in Cincinnati, the Richard Pryor Show. Also one of my favorite shows, uh, Frank's Place. Um, and it's an honor to have the legendary actor and director, Tim Reed, on the phone line with me this afternoon. How are you, sir?
1: I'm fine. Thank you. I'm blessed.
0: And that's good to hear, man. And we are discussing the tonight's episode of TV One's Unsung Hollywood, uh, which takes a look back at your your storied career. Um, and let's talk about that. Uh, uh, how did you get your start? Because you you've been in acting for a very long time. Uh, tell, can you can yeah. we look back on it and, and uh, tell us about how did you get your start?
1: Well, I started out in Chicago many years ago, uh, part of a comedy team. Uh, Tom Drees, an Italian fellow, and I. Mm-hmm. formed the comedy team back in nineteen sixty nine believe it or not and it was the, america's first black and white comedy team and ironically the last there's not been one since and uh, we were together for about five years and and touring the country and dealing with some of the issues we'll talk we talk about that tonight in the unsung part uh, it, it it was an incredible experience dangerous experience um and we were doing racial, uh, discussions and comedy back then. And there still hasn't been a time today where, uh, anybody's come along to attempt to do that again. Uh, it was dangerous. I can tell you that much, but it also was, um, it was an exciting time and that gave me my first entry. And then I, I started doing commercials and other things and eventually made my way to Hollywood in 1975 after our team broke up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, find myself on television
0: and and i think that's what a lot of us especially uh young african-americans like myself that grew up in the 80s uh we we saw you everywhere (laughs) like it was like uh uh yeah if if it wasn't on a wkrp uh rerun we we saw you in many different movies and you you and i have to say it was you were an inspiration to a lot of us 70s and 80s kids growing up because we finally got to see uh, a distinguished brother on television, and it was uh, and it was very eye opening. Uh, but one of the things that I know a lot of people in my radio in the radio business uh, uh, know about is us Venus Flytrap on WKRP in Cincinnati, and that inspired. I mean, ha- have you heard that from A lot of black DJs that you inspired them to get into radio.
1: Yeah, that that, that was something that uh, the up and coming ones uh, really looked at because it was a first for television. Um, and um, I actually had the pleasure, that's where I, I discovered my writing ability as well as producing, because I uh, wrote a few of the episodes, mostly dealing with race in America in, in a humorous way, and um, I talk about one of the episodes tonight on Unsung that most people wouldn't believe happened back then, uh, but um, it was an experience that, that opened my eyes to the power of images. It opened my eyes to what the, the impact of, of culture could be if it was told from the eyes or the ears or the mouth of a black person. I mean, in network television back those days, you'd get all of us who were on primetime television in a van. I mean, NAACP meeting could happen in a van with eight of us. I mean, there just weren't any people on television. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so to be a part of that myself, Ron Glass, and a few others, uh, it was a really interesting experience, and we talk about that a little bit tonight. Something that the young... Talents today who are walking around and, and experiencing incredible careers could not understand. I mean, they would say, "No way!" You, you, I wouldn't have put up with that. Well, yes, they would have, right? Because there was no other op- options or no other opportunity. But we learned from that, and uh, many of us not paved the way, but we were taking the heat and the slings and arrows uh, that we we took to make it possible for many today. Uh, I certainly don't take credit for their talents or their or their passion but i do take credit from being there and sort of uh uh feeling the whip when um when it was really swung with a um, uh, a whole intent of destroying your 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 ability they didn't want us to be involved in the cultural definition of what it was like to be black in america mm-hmm. that was being defined by by uh, you know the dominant culture right. so when you get a few brothers and there were only a few of us i, I certainly was not the only one but who came in and and fought to, to have a say into what we were as a people, to get our propaganda out to the masses It was a struggle that uh, I hope no one has to go through ever again in
0: entertainment. And we'll definitely be able to take a look back at your career tonight on TV One. It is Unsung Hollywood, special uh, episode with Tim Reed, uh, airing tonight, TV One. Make sure you tune in for that. And uh, I know one of the the subjects that you're probably going to touch on is Frank's Place, uh, uh, your TV series. Uh, and i could tell you uh as a kid growing up i grew up in new orleans so uh oh, i remember yeah. that time distinctly it was it was an exciting time for us because we was like wow we got a we got a black man on tv in it, his own sitcom <laughs> and it's in new orleans and it's based out of new orleans and it was it, i remember my mom would park me in front of that tv every night <laughs> to watch that show uh just to see you know it, it was it was a positive experience to see and it it was i mean this was uh it's not. It was just just in the middle of the Cosby era. Uh, so, uh, w- w- can you tell? Can you tell us about that experience? Because again, this was it, it was really one of the first for network TV. It wasn't the first, but it was one. It was a first for network television at that time.
1: Yeah, uh, television had never explored the richness of our culture in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, never had it been. As a matter of fact, it hasn't been since. I mean, when I say the richness of our culture. We had a a rainbow of looks, ages. I mean, we had two actors on that show. that One of them was 70-something years old, and the other one was uh, pushing 80, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus, we had young people. You know, we had a Southern Jewish lawyer. I mean, we had a real interesting cultural mix Mm -hmm. that rarely is seen in one show on television. And we dealt with issues. We dealt with the brown paper bag uh, test that many blacks, uh, not only in New Orleans, but in the South, had to deal with. Uh, we dealt with all kinds of issues. It was for the first show to ever do a Hanukkah celebration on television, the full celebration when, uh, Frank had to go and spend time, I uh, had a Hanukkah celebration with, with, uh, with his, uh, lawyer and friend, Jewish friend. Uh, we really dealt with some issues that, uh, till this day have not really been, um, involved in. And we broke a lot of, uh, gave a lot of directors and young actors an opportunity to, um, to to show themselves in a in a culturally sound way. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that
0: way. Right, right, right. Understood. And um uh I gotta ask you this question. I know this is borderline silly. Uh I had a friend of mine just ask me this, but brother, what are you doing to stay looking so good? I mean everybody everybody keep asking me that. Everybody I, I posted a picture of you I posted a picture that you were gonna be on my show and one of the first questions, man, how does that brother stay so so young looking? He still looked the same. How what 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 is your secret?
1: Keep moving, brother. Just keep moving. You know the Grim Reapers chasing you. Just keep
0: moving. Keep moving. That's all I can say.
1: I travel the world, man. I've I've been around a couple of times, and I'm always on the road. I'm always traveling. I just got back from Cuba. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go to uh, Europe. Uh, I mean, I just keep moving, um, uh, and um, I don't have time. You see, you keep your spirit young. The spirit right. does not age, right? You know, you just have to keep it young. And in this country right now, with all of the negative information and propaganda we're getting both politically and crime, it, it, it ages you because your spirit is low. Your, your spirit is defeated. And, and I'm not going to be a victim. I just refuse. I, I was brought up as a warrior, not as a victim. And I don't care what the circumstances are. Even in Hollywood, I fought. I fought. But I fought from a position of not weakness. I fought from a position of uh, rely on my strength. And my strengths are we are people who have survived the most Uh, incredible uh, horrors that any living human being has ever survived for not just a few years, but for hundreds of years. And here we are. We still dictate the rhythm of the world. We still dictate the pace of the world with our look, our our dance, our our dress, uh, our beats. And um, nobody thought we could ever do that. And here we are right now in this country. What is the focus of this country right now? Both their fears and maybe their fears it's Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. That has become something that the dominant culture fears. It makes no sense. Why do they fear us? I, Why are they afraid of
0: us, brother? I just I, had I, a. I asked people that. I, I just did a whole thing about that last week, and I told everybody: this is that is the problem with America right now. Is everybody is scared? What happened to being a uh, f- fear? We have nothing to fear but fear itself. <laughs> we seem like we're scared of everything now. <laughs>
1: Well, that's because, again, we've been the propaganda is that we should be fearful. Why? No one has explained to me why. I mean, yes, people are doing things, but there have always been criminals. There have always been crime. There have always been uh, these kinds of things. But why should we be, in this country of all places, why should we be so, so afraid? No one can explain that. They can only say it. And, and all I know is that even when times were very difficult, when you could be lynched for looking at a billboard with a white woman on it, mm-hmm i was taught not to be afraid i was taught to survive and i think we have stopped teaching young people that i mean of any race Mm -hmm. how to survive you know we teach them how to memorize they all got smartphones uh but that that simple wisdom of of the elders how to survive and i will never give it up and i teach it to my kids, i teach it to young people i work with you gotta be able to survive don't get caught up in the violence and the hatred you know, why, why do you think you can solve an issue with uh, AK-47, or you go out and you kill a, a policeman, or you kill, you, mainly you kill your own? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, very few white people are killed by black people. Mm-hmm. Black people kill themselves right. because of the, the, the victimization that they live each day has made them hate themselves. Well, I've never hated my people or myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fought for my people, and I fought for myself because I'm a, I, I was trained to be a warrior, and that's what I am. I'm not a victim, you know, and, and that doesn't mean I can't be defeated. It just means that I'm going down with my sword. Uh, but people have given up. I mean, they really have just embraced victimization, both black now and white people. Mm-hmm. Embrace victimization. There are billions being made on the fact that we see ourselves as victims. I mean, you can buy a Teflon t shirt You
0: know, (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) People are making money because
1: you are afraid, right? You know, it's 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 just the system that we live in, and so anybody who stands up and says, "I will, I will keep you, I will solve your fearful problems," first they tell you you're afraid, and they said, "Don't come to me." Well, that harks back to Hitler. That harks back to all the people, Caesar, all the people who want to rule people, rule people by fear,
0: right? They they
1: convince them that they should be afraid. Well, it ain't going to happen with me and, and, and the, those of us who still remember the, the, the wisdom of the elders. You know, you don't like Churchill, the only thing, that, you know, fear is fear itself. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can truly, you know, it's like look at the symbolism of today in terms of resistance. Back in my day, it was a raised fist or the middle finger. Mm-hmm. Today, it's you raise your hand in surrender. Mm-hmm. And that is the symbol of surrender around the world. Why would we use that as a resistance symbol? Right. It's that victimization syndrome that you really get into. And so it makes the victor of people who, who want to conquer you, it, give, it emboldens them. It makes them stronger. So I refuse. You know, uh, I ain't saying I can't go down, but I ain't going down without a, a battle. Right. First of all, the, the key to, to anything is change. What everybody's afraid of is change. Mm-hmm. That tells me that change, is the thing that I should be doing and aiming for and teaching and living. Change. You know, that, the, the violence ain't going to work. Never has, never will. You destroy somebody, but the issue does not go away. Change. If you can create change, you will be immortal.
0: Man, that's that's beautiful words, right there. And, and I think, and I think that's why I'm so glad I got to interview you today because uh, okay. the, I think our people need to hear these words, man. Because we, I mean, I've spoke on this last week. Uh, it, the reason why we are in the state that we're in is due to fear. The, uh, everybody fear. is scared. And uh, why why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? You shouldn't be afraid of your fellow human, man. We're not put on this earth to be walking around here with with fear. <laughs> we have to get over yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and we have everything. I mean, this country, in this particular country we live in, one of the greatest on the planet, had, uses 60, 70% of all the resources that everywhere else on the planet creates. Mm-hmm. We use the most opium, we use the most uh, metal, we use the most gold, we have the most dollar value, you know, and yet we are afraid. Right. Why are we so afraid that somebody's going to take this away from us? Well, get some more. It's, so, it's an abundance out here. They can't even get all the gold out of the ground in Africa. Right. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> I think I said, I think I told that to somebody the other day. I said, this is why you're, you end up with the choices that you have as far as in choosing your president. Everybody seems to be upset about their choice of a president. What well, fear did that to you? You was afraid to try to take yeah. a chance on something different, and you went with the brand names you're most familiar with. That's fear that did that yeah. to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is certainly not reality and logic, because if you look at them, neither one of them would get elected right? Uh, because of, of the situation that has been created by themselves, how they use their will. But because fear is is running the country, I mean, they use fear for each other that's actually gaining. I mean, I'm looking at what, what was said the past couple of days in, in, uh, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What do they say? Fear her, fear her. She's a demon. Then you get this. Dumb brother to stand up and calls a Lucifer lover. I mean, you
0: go what In your prayer right there <laughs> In a prayer.
1: Yeah, I mean you just like you listen to stuff and you go, Am I in a twilight zone?
0: That's what it seems like we, That's what it seems like we are <laughs> in, man. That's what that's yeah, what it seems I, like it in, man. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I said this on my show as well before, that at the end of the day, I know that the good uh, still outweighs the negative, and we just need more of the good people to stand up and say that we're not going to be afraid. We just need more. We just need more of all of us good folks to say that we're not going to stand for this anymore, and 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 we're going to embrace logic, and we're going to embrace facts, and and gotta, uh, and, gotta, and love yeah. one another again.
1: Love is the answer, but you got to give up fear to get it. You cannot love and be fearful at the same time. Impossible.
0: Absolutely you know, impossible.
1: You can have you, you can have hate and fear. But you can't have love and fear because love dissolves fear. If you love something, you're not fearful of it. But if you if you hate something, it it comes fear spawns the worst in us. Love spawns the best in us. Change is the answer. But you you know, we got to do that. But who teaches that? I mean, where do you see that on television nowadays? Where do you see that in the media? What songs do you hear? Uh, I mean, I, I was—I went to see Motown Revival, not revival, re, uh, on Broadway the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, Barry Barry Gordy was in the audience, and I was—and I spoke with him a little bit after that. And you look at this guy, and you see what he created. And I thought, I thought, what was he thinking when he was doing all this? And basically, he said to me, "I was—I love my people, and I wanted to—I wanted to have the voice of my people heard around the world, and he did it, mm-hmm. you know. But it came out—it wasn't like he was fearful he wouldn't make it in show business." It was his love for his his music, the beats. He understood the power of rhythm and that if he could create it with the the image of black people doing it and and the culture, that he could change the world. And he did. Um, That's it. That's the key. And yet, you know, we're we're wound up in fear. Everybody's afraid. Afraid they're going to fail. Afraid. So they don't do anything. Why? Because they're afraid they'll fail. You know, uh, they don't take chances. They don't say to hell with this. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, you, all you hear is about life in the hood. Well, move. You know, <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, move. <laughs> That's the
1: first thing you do, move. And then once you move, then you're away from that, that thing that dominates your fear. And before you get another fear thing to dominate you, you change. And uh, we, we as a people have got to just give up this fear and victimization and, and this fight to demand that someone respects us. Respect yourself. And don't give a hell what anybody else thinks about you. If you respect yourself, that's the first step. That is you know,
0: that man. is so true, brother. That, and I, like I say, I got to say again, thank you so much for, for speaking <laughs> that truth to power. Uh, and uh, once again, if, uh, I got Tim Reed, uh, the legendary Tim Reed with me on, on the phone line. Uh, Unsung premieres tonight on TV One. It uh, uh, starts at 8 o'clock. I uh, believe 7 o'clock Central yes. could be here in the Central Time Zone uh but again man I, I we've been on this phone for 20 minutes and we could go on and on with you on this discussion but i uh, i already know you got about a, a couple other folks to talk to so yeah, just a few. yeah, yeah. So, I, so i'm gonna let you go brother but uh again uh thank you so much for for all your contributions and all your work and uh for also uh standing up uh for for the love of our people and uh and uh yeah. In all your professional work that you've done, uh, like I said, you have a vast catalog, and and I'm a very big fan of yours, and you're also one of my heroes. And the the chance you, for man. me to be able to express that to you, I mean, in other words, I'm giving you your flowers now. <laughs> I appreciate it because I'm, yeah. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. Good later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't waiting till wait. later. I'm, I'm making sure you get the flowers now. But again, uh, you you've definitely been one of the heroes that I've looked up to growing up, and uh, continue to to grow up and look up to you. So, uh, and, and I just thank you for this time and this opportunity to talk to you, my brother
1: thank you very much
0: man i appreciate it no doubt man and you have a good day and uh i'll let